welcome back to another Food for Thought, a bonus show of the Pipes Magazine radio show, which, uh, thanks to uh, SmokingPipes.com, Cornell and Deal, Missouri Mearsham, right, right, Bo? And, uh, <laughs> and Cornell and Deal, and all those fine folks for sponsoring us. Uh, this time, we're doing a podcast on podcasting, and the person that I know... Uh, my uh, my Yoda to me playing Luke is Bo York of Pottery Studios. You know him from the Country Squire Radio. Uh, you know him on Country Squire where he plays the um, uh, he plays the innocent one and doesn't and doesn't proclaim to know anything. Well, this time he is the expert. So uh, Bo York, thank you very much for coming on and uh, thanks for doing this. No man, no. Happy to flip the tables. How did I end up as the Yoda in this scenario? That 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 just that that does not that doesn't fit our roles at all. You know more about podcasting than I do. You produce more podcasts than I do. I got to be honest with you. Um, you know when I do the when I do my show, uh, I know how to produce it and put it together but then i create an mp3 and i send it to kevin godby and i don't know what he does afterwards to make it show up in you know in people's homes and cars and toaster ovens and wherever else it ends up so you're going to help us with that because you know all that stuff too well to be honest man that that stuff is like the easy stuff the, mm-hmm. the, the thing that the common person who like is interested in podcasting the the biggest questions they have the technical questions are generally the easiest ones and the things they think they know are typically the things hmm. that is, you know, they have no earthly idea what they're, they're talking about. Um, and I, that nine times out of 10, that ends up being the beginning of most conversations with any new like consulting gig or anything of that nature is just kind of unpacking the fact that people come in with kind of the concept of, I know what I want to do about a podcast. And then you kind of unpack it for them. Like, it's like, well, you know, you know what you want to do, to listen to yourself talk. That's true. <laughs> you, you got that down. But uh, if you actually want, like we need to, we need to unpack from the get, get go from the jump. Why would you even want to do this in the first place? Uh, but anyway, so, uh, so yeah, no, I, I can, I, I can tell you how to submit an RSS to iTunes. Sure. But at the end of the day, that's not what, you know, <laughs> those are not the, uh, the most critical components to making a podcast for sure. So we've got people that are listening that want to, they, they want to do their own podcast and we don't care what the subject is. Um, what, what do you tell people they need to have in order to start doing a podcast? Um, I tell them, I, I, even before that, I probably tell them don't <laughs> No, you know, I, I listen, I'm, <laughs> there's, there's a, a slight similarity to, I've, you know, I've, uh, I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. I'm, you know, uh, on country square radio, we're, we're pretty, you know, open about our faith. And in Jackson, Mississippi, there's a reformed theological seminary, which is a, a seminary for, uh, folks looking into going into kind of the preaching or counseling, uh, career and I, you know, one of the things I love doing, and I love all of our pastors and the folks that have gone through RTS and think RTS is a great school. I love talking people out of going to RTS though. When someone <laughs> tells me like, hey, hey, I, I want you to try to talk me into, you know, to not going to seminary. I'm like, oh, I would love to. Cause I was like, there's great folks coming out of seminary, but there's also a lot of insurance salesmen coming out of seminary as well. So it's not for everybody, <laughs> despite the fact I hold it in high esteem. That does not mean that it is for everybody to do. So the first thing I do is tell them not to. <laughs> and and let's, uh, let's just say for assumption's sake here, and you know, we all know what happens when we assume, but I'm going to, uh, because I are one. Um, 
that uh, this is going to be a hobby podcast. There, you know, there's no intent to turn it into a profitable venture. They just want to do this for fun. All right. All right. Uh, so that's that's really the first question that's asked is the why. Why it's it's you know the I joke and say don't and yeah. You know, I mean, I, I do say that, but I I'm joking when I say that. I mean, the real the real beginning is asking the question of why. Why would you even want to do this? Um, you know, is it because you know, you know, there's a lot of folks that, that do, you know, as you mentioned, uh, get into this thinking they're going to hit that, you know, that internet, that content creator gold, you know, make it this uh, uh, great profit center for them. And, yeah. you know, while that may have been the case 10 plus years ago, that's not the case today. The, the market is way too oversaturated. And the reality of that happening is a, is a unicorn scenario that uh, is just not, not a reality that you can plan on. Um, the other, the other factor too is that if they might want to get into this because it's a, uh, you know, it is to market their business. So they have an existing uh, business or an existing brand. And this is a way to kind of connect with, you know, folks and kind of expose an element of their business that their customers may not have been aware of before, thus humanizing the business and kind of, you know, uh, pulling the curtain back and creating that sense of trust that uh, can really exist when you, when you have that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. So in, mar the, in marketing, that, that's called a touch. So it's another way to touch your customer base. You know, you, absolutely. You, well, yeah, and to make yeah. them sticky, if we're going to use marketing terms, right? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> that's the thing you want that, that sticky customer. That's going to not just uh, touch, but also stay with you. Yeah. And so, you know, the absolutely. Um, so there's that. Then, as you mentioned, there's, there's kind of like, well, I, I just want to do this kind of as a hobby. What I find is 90% of people that say that are lying. They, they really, they, that's <laughs> not the case. They, they have kind of an idea of what they want this to be and to have this audience and for it to be really this moneymaker for them. But they know that that's probably not going to happen. So they're lying or trying to lie to themselves or definitely lying to other people by saying that uh, they're just doing this as a hobby. But let's just say that this is one of those 10%. If we're going to take this scenario. And uh, Brian, this is yeah. my chance. See, normally, I'm like the nice guy, but this is my chance to be like brutally honest because now I've got the knowledge center. <laughs> yeah, go, go, Yoda, go. Oh, man. But anyway, so let's say that they are in kind of that 10%, right? They, they do, they just want to do this as a hobby. That's, the, that's what you have to answer. Honestly, in every single one of those scenarios, you really need to define success. You need to figure out, okay, what is this going to be and what do I want this to be? Um, you know, if in six months, um, you know, only 10 people are listening to this podcast. Well, like I said, I just want to do it as a hobbyist. So is this still considered success? So you have to start asking yourself that question because podcasting, whenever you're starting a podcast, you're really starting essentially a small business and you need to use a lot of those same principles. Otherwise you're just recording your voice for people to not listen to. And <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that anybody really wants to do that. Even the hobbyist, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you got to define success. You need to know what that is. And you also have to define failure. So again, it will, we'll use that example. So set your, um, set your expectations and make sure they're real. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you gotta, you gotta compare that. Out. I think I read somewhere. Um, gosh. Okay. So <laughs> this is terrible, but since I moved uh, back when I was in Jackson, I was doing a lot of like, you know, on-site classes and I partnered up with the, uh, the, one of the local universities to do some teaching. And so I had a lot more like uh, my statistics are probably about like a year and a half old since I haven't <laughs> actually put together a class and some time there. Um, but I think like the, the average uh, uh, podcast download for like the first, uh, I want to say like 90 days is like maybe, maybe like 160 or something like that. It's super, super low. And you know that, what I mean? that's if you have a big family. 
Right. Right. Exactly. That's that's exactly right. I mean, that's what you're doing, right? You're going on Facebook, you're going on your um, kind of immediate social media to kind of promote out. And those are people that are probably listening once and, and, you know, probably not listening again. Some of them do. If your mom really loves you, she will. Uh, but uh, my mom does not listen to any of my stuff. Take that for what you will. My mom uh, is famous for saying that she turns on my show and she wants to fall asleep because two, three, four minutes in, she's out like a light. Well, at least she turns it on. Uh, <laughs> we should uh, we should have a therapy session right here and now. That's great. Uh, but no, so you do need to kind of define, you know, set the appropriate expectations, consider, you know, what that is and, and know what your success is so that you know what you're shooting for and know what failure is. So you can know when you can kind of successfully pat yourself on the back, say, Hey, we tried, didn't work and, mm-hmm. and move on to the next thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. There is a hundred percent, nothing wrong with that. No. Um, so just putting that out there. That's, that's kind of where, where you got to begin. I know that's not the, that's not the RSS to iTunes question <laughs> that everybody wants, but I'll go ahead and jump in to ask, uh, answer that. You send the RSS uh, feed to iTunes and then you're done. The end. Okay, but you got to put it somewhere first, right? You have to have one of them hosting things or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Okay. We'll we'll go into all that as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, so once you've kind of figured out what success is for you and you and you're ready to get going, um, then you got to really think about who your audience is and who you're trying to make this for. Hobbyist, man, it's hard to. I don't believe the hobbyist is out there. I know they are, but it's mm-hmm. hard to. Okay, if you're if you're a hobbyist and you really just want to do a podcast about uh what's something that people would do a podcast a hobbyist podcast about let's talk totally cool with the fact that nobody will listen let's talk about a hobbyist who for say may live down the street from me and wants to do a podcast on her experiences in wine tasting and learning the art of wine tasting oh my gosh okay don't do that uh (laughs) so that that's actually a really good that's a good example i did i did tell her there was only about 700 million other podcasts like that but yeah you hit it out of the park. So you need to start doing a little bit of research to figure out what else is out there. So Country Squire Radio is lucky. When we started this podcast, there was nothing out there, not a single podcast. We were going into an entire... Bl- Wait. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? There, there, there was this one, oh, okay. and it yeah. was very, very good. But I'm actually going to play into what I'm about to say, but let's start off with the other scenario, the reality, yeah. reality that most people are going to find themselves. They're going to enter into a, they want to do wine tasting. They want to do a whiskey tasting. They want to do a, a comic book podcast or a movie podcast or yep. whatever it may be. Um, and the reality is, is there's thousands of them, uh, likely hundreds. Um, even, even if you are going something niche, uh, like, gosh, I mean, even pipe tobacco, man, like the, we've, we've seen like this, uh, the kind of podcast space, we've seen a bunch of people kind of come and go over the years, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we, we are kind of seeing even our, our kind of corner of the, the world uh, expand from that standpoint. Yeah. But yeah, so you got to figure out what else is out there. Look for the, uh, well, I'll put it this way. When you know who your audience is, you can kind of figure out what is the question that they're ans- asking and then figure out who is currently answering that question. So wine tasting, if somebody's looking for a wine tasting podcast, Ask the question, look on iTunes, look on Spotify, look on your various podcast players, Google it, and whatever comes up, that's going to be your main competition. Now, you can look into them and see specifically what, you know, uh, like what the reviews are like and that sort of thing. You can listen to them to kind of get a sense of, you know, where, uh, where their quality is. 
And the ratings and reviews is really such a great parameter for how engaged their audience is. Yeah. Because with that, you can kind of see like, oh, all right, so there's a bunch of these podcasts, but nobody's listening to them, which means you have another problem that you got to consider. Um, or like, okay, of all of these podcasts, you know, maybe two of them, maybe three of them are getting like a ton of ratings and reviews and the rest of them aren't, you know, not even, nobody's even touching them. And you can kind of go in and listen, but man, these are really good quality, but that means that there's really kind of like a, you know, a, uh, you know, the, the market is kind of owned by these three shows. And so you have to almost kind of, you know, go aggressively after those shows, which is not what somebody's thinking of when they're thinking of starting a hobbyist podcast. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And, and the other thing that we haven't considered at all in this is that people sometimes want to use a podcast to become a social media influencer. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like and, that's the, and, that's why yeah. I say the hobbyist is lying if that's yeah. not what they're trying to actually. Well, do. I'll just come right out and say what the lie is. They want free shit. Um, oh. <laughs> and right. then they want money. But anyway, so they, so, so they want to do this your best advice is check around and see what's out there and listen to the other things that are out there. Right. Yeah. And not, and you know, just because something else is out there doesn't mean that there's not a place for you. So I'll give an example of this little podcast called country square radio, which when we started, I know I already made the joke, but mm -hmm. there was really one, there was actually, if I'm not mistaken, two other podcasts that were um, active. Uh, that, all right, one was active on a regular basis. Yep. It had really, really high quality. It had a ton of respect in the industry. And the other one was definitely well-respected in the industry. It was a little bit more niche, but it was not as consistent at putting out content. I don't actually know if he's currently putting out content anymore. Oli is not putting out content anymore. Yeah, I, I did not think so. No. Um, I wasn't going to name names <laughs> no, since but he's I, not I, here. <laughs> no, but his stuff is still up and it's still good. And it's it, good. And it's, yeah. and, and it's wonderful to go back and listen to. And I love him to death. Exactly. Yeah. No, he's, he's a great guy. And so, and that was the thing. So immediately we saw, okay, so there's these two shows that are actively making content. Um, can we bring something different and unique where we can actually kind of complement what's here without having to actively aggressively go after their audience? Now I have done that in other uh, spots and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but uh, yeah, it was pretty clear because Brian Levine is a great, like a great solo show. You're like the, um, uh, the letterman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have, you just, you, you can, you can kind of hold your own and, 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 you know, set you up and you're off to the races. Well, we uh, were, I'll, I'll interrupt for just a minute because you and I were on one of them zoom get together things uh, uh, a while back here <laughs> Yeah, yeah. and I was sober and, un and unleashed. And I just want to say that's what <laughs> happens when I'm sober. But, uh, so the the three shows, the, the three pipe related shows that are on now that are on and regularly producing are mine, yours and Mike Murphy's Pipe and Tamper. And all three of them are completely different styles. Um, mine is the is what I call more of the late night talk show format entertainment show. Yours is what I call the buddies exploration show. And Mike's is the deep depth interview long form show and they're all three different styles so there's a perfect example for those that are thinking look at what's out there and find a different style am i right that's oh exactly. master yoda sir <laughs> well that's exactly right i mean figuring out how you can kind of differentiate yeah. your content to kind of create maybe a, a need that's not being met uh brian you know in, in the pipes magazine radio show was not going to be able to be all things to all men he was going to be able mm -hmm. to be you know, exactly what Brian is, which is a, an exceptional brand and exceptional show. Um, but we were able to kind of bring in a little bit more of a, a different kind of voice. And as you mentioned, the buddy thing, we, 
we actually kind of styled ours a little bit more as a kind of a morning radio show, but not like all in your face about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we, we weren't trying to go like, you know, I mean, you know how some of those morning radio shows are. We weren't that. We were a little right. bit more laid back. <laughs> the family uh, friendly version. <laughs> family friendly. Thank you. That's that's yes. a great work safe is also good. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so we wanted we wanted to kind of bring that approach and that tone. Um, and then also we we had kind of a, a our our cheat code, if you will, um, our unfair advantage uh, in the in the space as well, which was we actually had a shop that we were associated with, or rather specifically John David did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's the other aspect that you have to consider when you're entering into the space, or especially a space that's going to be you know convoluted, or, or you're, even if there's just a few other podcasts out there, what's going to really set you apart? What is your unfair advantage? Are you a celebrity? Well, then stop, turn this off. You're already good. Go, yeah. go, go, go. Yeah, find somebody that knows what they're doing, pay them money, and they'll, they'll hook you up. Yeah, and just talk about uh, what kind of lipstick you like in your set. Yeah, and, and it may be terrible. And I mean, I can share some stories about that. But like <laughs> people listen to celebrity podcasts, even though they're awful. They're just the worst. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, that, but that's an unfair advantage, right? They've got that. Yeah. Um, it may be that, um, you know, if you are doing the interview style show, which I'm not a huge fan of because you have to deal with a lot of different variables and it's, it's just a ton of work. My hat goes off to those that are successfully doing it. But um, if you are going to go with that, you need to have access to a category of people that other people don't have access to and not just, you know, go around on Reddit or go around on, you know, uh, Twitter and just start like bombarding everyone, you know, Hey, come on my show, come on my show. No, it has to be, you know, specialists in your space that have existing followings that will come on because they know and care about you and will thus, you know, promote out your show as opposed to just this random person who you might've been able to convince to come on and talk to you on a mic because we're all home anyway. So why not? They're not going to go out on their show and promote you. They don't know you from Adam. They just came on to your show because they thought, what else am I going to do? So I see way too often at a lot of these podcast conferences and, and that sort of thing, people taking this pyramid scheme with trying to build an audience. And it's awful. I mean, it's just, it's, it's terrible. You're making terrible content. Nobody's going to listen to it. And the people that are even coming on your show are like likely not going to promote it out. Thus, it's an entire waste of time. And the people uh, may actually, that are the, the people that you approach to bring on the show may actually listen to your show and decide not to associate with that quality well, that, of content. That, that's exactly, there's, there's a strong point there. Absolutely. Um, so you really need to have that something that is going to actually be your unfair advantage. That's going to bring you in and in a place that will really rise you above the top. Uh, generally speaking, if you do have kind of already a, a established audience, like podcasting, to tell people this all the time, podcasting is not social media. Social media is a great tool for podcasting, but it is not the same thing. If you already have an established social media following, then you, you know, have got kind of a leg up to get into podcasting. But podcasting alone is not going to be the thing that gets you a social media following. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there, there is an aspect to, you know, I have a larger social media following now because of podcasting, but it wasn't just because I had a podcast. Our podcast that we started had kind of that quote unquote unfair advantage, or we worked at it, or we invested some money into it to make sure that it really took off. And that's where the audience came. Mm-hmm. Um, not just, I'm going to get on a mic and then talk, and then people are going to listen to me. And now I've got a following. So anyway, yeah, that's, they're, they're not going to find you. Good luck, man. I am, I am on like, like you, you got me <laughs> soapboxing here, Brian. Like, what? <laughs> well, you, you got nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the kids are upstairs. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So once you once you figure out how once you figure out how bad it is and what you want to do, um, 
what what do you need to do next? You you need you need some equipment, <laughs> right? Because if you just talk into a tin right. can, you're in trouble. Sure. So you need to have, uh, you know, having done the work to kind of create a format for whatever your show is going to be um, and making sure that you have a plan that you're sitting down and, and you've got kind of those show notes and that structure all, all come together and you've actually put some thought into it. Uh, and, and then and only then you're ready to actually go ahead and start putting some money towards it. Um, a lot of folks, man, the, the barrier to entry to podcasting is super low, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons why we have so much audio that's out there right now. Um, but all the more reason why, you know, making sure that you're putting forth, forth like a quality effort is going to help you, you know, stand out a lot more. Back in the day, people would tolerate really, really bad sounding audio. I should know. If you listen to like our first 10 episodes of Country Squire Radio, they are the worst. Oh, it's even worse. Go back and listen to the first five episodes of my show. Yeah, couldn't pay me to do it. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no exactly. Right. You look back on your early stuff and you hate it. And that's going to be true across the board. Um, and some people will tell you, you know, just get out there, just start, just, just record yourself. I'm not one of those people. I think that you should actually put some work into making sure that what you're doing is quality. It's needed that you're mm-hmm. going to be able to, to commit to this, that you have a plan in place. And so if you're going to be doing all of this and you're going to make sure that you're going to do this the right way, um, you know, for a starter, I will say I, t- I was a naysayer for this particular product forever. And about two years ago, they really started making some upgrades to it. And, and it's pretty good for the money. I mean, for the money, it's, it's great. Um, and that's those uh, Yeti mics. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. That's what I started with. Yeah. So the earlier Yetis, I am not a big fan of no. at all. Uh, and I mean, they were USB mics that were dressed up to not look like USB mics to justify mm-hmm. the price point. And they, I mean, just they were USB mics. So they were just bad. Um, now for me, I, I end up, you know, we use kind of some radio grade equipment here with Hiles and, a uh, you know, interface and all that kind of good stuff, but a good, a good Yeti, like one of the, the ones in the last, you know, I would say kind of 2019 on up then, um, is a really good place to start. And it's super easy to use, which is also nice for somebody who's starting out as long as you've got it set up the right way. So you need <laughs> to have enough brain cells to kind of read the instructions and set it up the right way. Yeah. And also listen to yourself, record yourself, try it out, make sure that you're getting things the way you need it. Go on um, YouTube and watch the tutorials. Yeah, watch the tutorials. And I will say Yeti, you know, one another reason I like them is they they make little drawings to show you specifically how you need, like where you need to be positioned and how you need to have the mic positioned because a lot of people just don't know that. Um, so yeah, so that that's good too. Yeah. So yeah, so I would say that's a pretty good spot to start with. And if you get that, you don't need any other additional equipment. You can just plug that in directly into your computer. Um, for recording, if you if you're a Mac, you can record on GarageBand. You know, uh, Brian, I know you use Audacity. Yeah. Um, I typically the way that we have done things is we use uh, GarageBand for recording and Audacity for editing. Uh, Audacity is a free tool for uh, doing some audio editing. It is filled with feature creep, so it is <laughs> not user friendly in no. the slightest. But it is powerful, and it. <laughs> You know, the on the downside, it looks ugly and it looks like it was designed in the 90s. On the plus side, it's got like, you know, user guides that haven't changed for over a decade. So you know, <laughs> like you can actually, unlike GarageBand, where you have to always kind of figure out what year it is to figure out how to do something within GarageBand, uh, Audacity has been fairly consistent across the board. Yeah, it's a chance for you to go back and see what JavaScript lo- really looked like. <laughs> exactly. So, so anyway, so I, I do appreciate the fact on the one hand that, uh, it's, it's this catch 22 on the one hand, it is free and powerful. On the other hand, it's going to take you some work figuring out how to use it, but that's what I personally use. Now my editors use different things across the board. I've got one guy in particular who just recently started playing around with, 
um, oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, Hindenburg. Yes, that's the huh. name. Hindenburg. I remember meeting the developers of that and I was like, why did y'all, why did y'all name this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why on earth would you name this the Hindenburg? Because Titanic was trademarked. <laughs> well, so, but yeah, I know, right? So, but no, it was apparently because the radio broadcast of the Hindenburg going down was one of the most listened to audios in like history or something of that nature. Huh. Uh, yeah, it was some, some kind of factoid there. I still thought like, you know, that's a random factoid that not many people are going to know. And all they're going to think of is like, well, your company's going to go up in flames. <laughs> so anyway, but apparently yeah. it's pretty good and it's fairly yeah. user friendly. It's incredibly powerful, uh, but I, it, I don't think that's cheap. Uh, also in the not cheap route, if you want to do uh, uh, Adobe's software, I think it's Adobe Audition. Mm -hmm. uh, I have messed with that before and I have found myself going back to Audacity. Just, I think for one thing, I just kind of got used to Audacity. But on the other thing, you know, it's, it's a powerful tool. So yeah. I would say go with that. And, and, I'll, and I'll just throw in there and say that the, these are all things that you can either get for free or pay money for. And no matter what you pick, there's going to be a learning curve with it. That's true. And you're going to spend the, you know, I think the, I think the first 20 or 30 shows that I did on Audacity probably took me five, six hours to edit and put together mm -hmm. and now i'm down to you know if i've got it going right i'm down to and uh, uh, just laying everything out i'm down to about an hour and 20 minutes yeah all right yeah not bad you know so it so again just expect to have a learning curve but yeah but yeah so you got so you got a decent microphone you got a decent recording thing and then now you need to get that hosting for the rss for the gigawatts and all that stuff right Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, hosting clients, there's a lot of different options you can go with. Um, I, you know, recently we have been using Fireside, which I like a lot. Fireside's really good. It's got a uh, monthly uh, hosting cost associated with it. There are freemium approaches. Podbean, I believe, is still uh, free at first. You know, the first, um, the first hosting client we ever used, I, I can't remember off the top of my head the name of it. But I do recall that it was great until we got popular. And not only did it like our price like shoot up to a ridiculous amount, but we also they sent out messages. I think this was this had to have been around episode nine or ten for us. But it was like right uh, a message went out to people who downloaded the podcast basically saying this person hasn't paid their bills. Like it was it was very unprofessional. Mm. And was not great, especially when they like advertise themselves as like the free podcast hosting solution, but then they don't notify you. They just <laughs> shut you off and send out an embarrassing message to all of your audience. It was like, man, no, we're, we're, we're yeah. never dealing with these people. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Libsyn is one of the oldest hosting clients that's out there. Um, much like audacity, it certainly shows its age. Um, as I mentioned, we use fireside and like it a lot, uh, for, for country square radio, um, some of my clients are using a uh, megaphone, which I would only really are nobody should do at the beginning, but, but as you get larger, let's say you are doing this for, you know, um, you know, either your show, you know, blows up or you're part of kind of an established brand or something of that nature. Uh, and you are kind of looking to monetize this thing. Um, then megaphone is great because it allows for dynamic ad insertion, which is where you can kind of put in, you know, pinpoint in your episode where you want the ad drop to go. Yep. And, um, you know, the, the, you, you or whatever network you're associated with is able to kind of go and sell ads and you can monetize content from years ago, which 
has always been kind of a problem, but it's also been also nice on a podcasting standpoint, because on the one hand, in without having that dynamic ad insertion, the advertiser relationship that you've been able to have in the past is like, well, it's evergreen. So, I mean, like you go back, you know, Missouri Mission, you know, has gotten a ton out of both of us from, from that standpoint yeah. in terms of, you know, people are still listening to that content. We'll always listen to that content. It's still there. Um, and it continues to grow and, you know, that relationship is strong. And then we've also got folks that, you know, I think um, uh, still could be fourth generation did kind of a 10 episode uh, push with us while, you know, back in the day, well, our content's evergreen. So people are still listening to that. So they oh, still yeah. get the benefit of that, even though they're no longer paying us. You know what I mean? So um, now it's for those 10 episodes specific, but, but that, dynamic but, ad insertion allows you to kind of monetize your entire catalog of content at any given time. And um, it also, it also takes you as the podcaster out of the sales and you know the, the ad sales business, which some people are, you know, you gotta be really good at it in order to do it. Yeah. Yes. And no. Um, Yes and no. I mean, like on the one hand, so the 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 network that this particular client is associated with um, has kind of a it's an ad network, and so everybody's using kind of the same megaphone a- account, and their ad sales team is going and selling, you know, and buying ads, uh, or rather selling ads on on our behalf, and then they'll you know they handle that that actual content, and then we get paid, which is nice. But it's not like YouTube where you just flip it on and then it's like, oh, random ads and you get two cents. You still get it actually, you know, return on it, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and I do, but I do think that there is some kind of controls in there for you to be able to create your own content. Like one of the biggest reasons I like that feature for especially like older content, like Country Squire Radio is a good example. Like we, we probably, we just don't have a good natural place in old content to drop an ad like that. However, it would be nice if I could like put in a promo at the beginning of the episode for like an event that we have coming up. So if somebody's like, you know, 20 episodes or like two years behind in terms of content, but we're about to, you know, have a live show in Chicago or something like that, then I would love to be able to for them to find that out as opposed mm-hmm. to like get to the tail end when we start talking about it. And it's like, oh, well, that was like, you know, three months ago and I could have gone, you know, so that's yeah. why I try to tell new listeners, yeah, you know, when you when you first find the shows or anybody that's listening to a podcast, when you first find a podcast, listen to the current ones and get caught up with the back it with the back catalog slowly. So that mm. way you're current with what's current. Uh, yeah, that's good. But, you know, training <laughs> training the listenership is really difficult. So um, Well, you know, it's it's it's, you know, it's about relationship. But from there, most I will say this on the hosting client. Most hosting clients now have a built-in method for like submitting to the distributors that you want to submit to. Um, iTunes and Spotify are kind of the two big ones yeah. uh, that uh, are fairly easy. It used to not be the case, but starting this year, Spotify got real, real relaxed on their, um, you know, who who they were accepting in. So from that standpoint, you just kind of type in Google search Spotify podcast portal, and you'll basically see a very easy submission process. In iTunes, I think there's actually still a link in the iTunes podcast app on your desktop computer anyway that says submit a podcast. And literally, you click that and and you're off to the races. Um, Whoever your hosting client is, they give you what's called an RSS feed uh, that will kind of come in the form of what looks like a, you know, just a regular URL, like a www. It's not www, but that's kind of what it looks like to you if, if, you know, this isn't your space. Um, you'll copy that, send it on off. They'll make sure that everything's right. There's certain parameters you need to have in place in terms of your album art being a certain size and the correct metadata being there. But again, your hosting client will likely walk you through that process um, fairly easily. 
Is there any don'ts that you highly recommend people don't do? Don't podcast. Didn't I say that at the beginning? Besi Brian, were you even listening? No. What's your name? Um, huh. Besides don't podcast, once you're podcasting, <laughs> what, what don't you suggest they do? Um, so don't talk too much about yourself up front. Um, you know, one of the things that we try to do across all of our shows is get to the point as quickly as possible and save the charming, look how wonderful we are to later in the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. nobody came to, you know, your, your race car podcast to hear your fascination with troll dolls. It's cool <laughs> that that's something about you, but at the same time you advertise this as a race car podcast. They want to hear that content. They want to hear whatever the topic's about. They want to hear it sooner rather than later. John, David, and I, we, we, do, we try very hard. We don't always succeed at this. We have, we have kind of a 10-minute rule where we try, you know, we try to get to the point in under 10 minutes. It's harder mm -hmm. sometimes than others just because there's a lot of pipe news. But even in that, we try to give you like pipe touch points throughout any kind of like housekeeping items. Um, and so make sure that it's, it's very relevant early on. Um, I, I, you know, great example, actually. I was listening to... Uh, one of our listeners sent me a link to a podcast about pirates because as most people who uh, listen to my content know, I'm, I'm a fan of pirates. That's, yeah. that's something I'm into. That's my troll doll in this situation, right? Like I, I really, I dig pirate lore and fantasy and, and also history. And, uh, you know, I've got a bookshelf right next to me filled with books that, you know, as I get deeper into retirement, I'm sure I will carve through all of them. Um, but you know, ultimately, we somebody sent me this podcast. I listened to it, and it's from a big name, a big name in the industry, um, the, not the pirate industry, but in the podcast industry. And I'm listening to it, and of course, I've never listened to this show before. I'm just here for the for the pirate stuff. And like first ten minutes in, they don't reference pirates once. They talk about their personal lives and what jobs they're doing, and you know how many kids they have and everything. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't care about that. I don't know who you are, and I don't care about any of this. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about pirates, not what you had for dinner last night. Yep. Then, at 10, 10 minutes in, without giving me anything, without any kind of touch points to get a, let me know that these people know what they're talking about, they hit me with a, a dynamic ad insertion. So it's just a random, you know, uh, Casper mattresses or, mm -hmm. you know, paying right. money to podcasters or whatever. Uh, and so I'm like, okay, fine. And so I get past it. Now I'm listening for another like five, 10 minutes. And they're still not talking about whatever the content is, nor have either one of them expressed how they're knowledgeable about pirates. They start to mention that one of the fan, like one of the people that they brought on to the show, theoretically as the subject matter expert, is there because they like the pirates of the Caribbean movies. This is a history style podcast. This is what this is supposed to be about, right? And then before they even jump into it, they throw to another ad. So I'm like 20 plus minutes in of my time that I've put into this thing. I have now been advertised to twice and they have given me literally nothing. I was furious. <laughs> now, the, finally, at the tail end of it, actually, I wasn't even listening anymore for the pirate stuff. I was listening from a, like, like, uh, like an industry standpoint of wanting to dissect or perform an yeah. autopsy on the failure that was this episode. <laughs> uh, and there was like maybe one or two nuggets in there that I did find interesting later on in, in the episode. But overall, man, it was awful. There was no knowledge that was presented up front in terms of anybody there having any kind of authority over the subject matter they were having. I know way more about their personal lives of these two people that I don't <laughs> even remember their names because I didn't care about in the first place than I do any of the subject matter that was promoted to me. And I mean, it, ultimately, the thing that I took away from it is this is a prime example of what not to do in podcasting. 
And so, yeah, there you go. And of course, that's one from one of the, like, the bigger names out there. So it just kind of goes to show you, even the professionals over time get sloppy and do this kind of stuff. They kind of rest on their laurels. And that's not good because I could have been a brand new listener to them. And that is not the case anymore. Their entire overall brand is actually damaged in my mind because of this experience. And the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies in reference to historical pirates is like comparing the bubble blowing pipe in comparison to a well-made Stanwell Briar pipe. Uh, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the, if, if even that, if yeah. even, I guess, yes, it's the general shape. Okay. So yes, yeah. yes, exactly. That's, that'll work. <laughs> yeah. They've got a name that looks the same. Uh, so, so then you're all, so you're, you know, make sure your content set. Do you, do you suggest that your people that are hosting shows kind of script out what they're going to do per episode? I think it's different for different people. I've got one client that really needs to script everything he does because man, he's a chore to edit. Um, <laughs> but, and I actually, I told him I wasn't going to work with him if he didn't do it. And he agreed to do it for the first bit. And then finally he stopped doing it. So then I just charged him more money and you know, we're, we're back, you know, back doing the stuff. But anyway, <laughs> Um, so yes, I think that, that there's, there's, I think that scripted podcasting honestly is, is like fantastic. I think that's a great way to show quality and effort early on. Um, the more put together your show, the more likely people are going to stay and hear what you have to say. So I think that, that there's something to that. I wish I could write, man. I really do. Um, the only scripted show that I ever produced and been on was uh, red flag, a mini series that we did. Um, and it was, it was great. I loved it. Like there's just a level of, uh, authority that is kind of presented when you are going on kind of a pre thought out scripted, um, uh, well script, as yeah. opposed to, you know, doing what I'm doing right now, like saying, you know, and thinking about my <laughs> answers and putting some thought into it. Now you get more personality. This is raw. This is real, which is good if that's what you're going for. But if you're going for authority, um, and nobody knows who you are, and, you know, then you then you really probably should go with more of a scripted approach. Sure. Do you suggest that your clients or maybe somebody, you know, your neighbor two doors down that wants to get into podcasting and wants to talk about uh, the Houston Astros baseball team? Um, you know, because you live in Houston now. Uh, do you suggest that they kind of storyboard or map out the first? 10 or 15 episodes so that they have a, you know, so that they have some sort of direction that they're going with it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we do most of our clients, we kind of put together what we kind of call seasons. And even if they're not going to release it as a season, we like to kind of project out a six to 10 episode, six, eight or 10 episode uh, plan of what that content looks like so that we don't end up in a scenario where they get started and then they don't really know what they want to talk about. Um, yeah, no. The more the more work ahead of th ahead of time that you can do, again, the better the the end product's going to be. So yeah, yep. definitely having that projected out. And again, along with that, you have to think about like why is this relevant? Why are people going to listen to this? Um, how are we going to make this as? I mean, you know, I, I hate to say as clickbaity as possible because that's mm -hmm. that's not right. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's got to get people's attention. How are we going to make it found? How are we going to once they're here keep them here? And keep yeah, them exactly. coming back again. Exactly. You know, the big debate about, <laughs> I'm going to go into this, go. our Ewok episode of Country Squire Radio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, hey, listen, it wasn't as bad as the barbecue episode. That's never happened. Well, that's <laughs> worse than, than, than that's worse than, <laughs> nothing is worse than something, right? <laughs> 
I will say the barbecue has be, like we got to the point where like people were writing saying, please don't make the barbecue joke anymore. It's not news for me. <laughs> and then other people write in all the time. But we, we're always of the mindset that with the barbecue gag and for those that don't listen to my show, the, 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 we've got a whole thing about barbecue pairing with pipe tobacco. I think it's a good idea. John David thinks it's uh, very self-serving and, and nobody would want to listen. And it just kind of became a thing. And, uh, and so we're, all the, we're of the mindset that the people writing in still making those jokes are thinking it's funny are just in backlog of content and they haven't gotten sick of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we put a moratorium on uh, any, making that joke, I think, around episode 300, um, but, uh, which is probably far too late. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying before I, <laughs> before I derailed you. Absolutely. So this, this is, it's, it's a good example, I think. Because that was a very controversial episode we did. We did an episode called Ewoks, the Pipe Smokers of Star Wars. And this was a topic that was uh, inspired by none other than Mr. Brian Levine, who was taking yep. me to task for saying that there was no pipe smokers in Star Wars, which he had done previous. Um, and yet I've got the memory of a fruit fly, which is why I'm so good on Country Square Radio asking all the, the newbie questions. Because yeah. I, I get to forget all the time. It works out great. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, I was like, you know, we're always looking for that intersection of pop culture and pipe culture. And, you know, whenever there's, whenever there's something to be mined there, we kind of ask the question of whether or not there is, right? Like, mm -hmm. is this, is this something worth going into? Pirates and pipe tobacco, I still argue is probably one of our, our biggest stretches because there's not a whole lot there. And yet I think I've been able to manage four episodes out of it. Uh, <laughs> and that's for me, that's, that's, you know, you gotta, you gotta do some stuff for yourself from time to time, but you know, you can't do that all the time. I had a lady on whose company made smoking jackets. Oh well, there you go. That, that no, that's legit. My, that was my, that was my stretch. I think I think that works. That that yeah, certainly well. works to me. Um, because that's an accessory. Like that that, that is a legitimate yeah, accessory. Well, <laughs> but this one. Uh, so, so for this one though, this was not one of those scenarios. This was not kind of a stretching of content. Although we got accused for that because we started talking about it, and John David was a little skeptical. But as I kind of put some time and some work into the show. And kind of, you know, really kind of uh, got a good structure for it. And I think we were able to really kind of pull out some of the, um, you know, pipe as a symbol, which I always find really fascinating in movies, television, uh, books, that sort of thing. Um, because the pipe is typically not just like, it's not there by accident. Um, you yeah. could argue that in older movies, it was just kind of part of the time. But in the modern era, if a pipe's there, it's there for a reason. Somebody made a choice. And I like going into where that is coming from. And also, you know, what does that mean about the way that the pipe is still being interpreted by both the pipe smoking community and also those outside of it? I think that's relevant. I think that's a good, uh, uh, good content right there to kind of dive into. And also that's just the area of the uh, community that I find the most fascinating, but there are some people that don't really like that. They don't, they just want to hear that Parik is spicy and, and call it a day. Right. So they don't, they don't <laughs> like going into more of the, you know, why are you romanticizing this? I just smoked my pipe. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to hate on that. I'm just saying that there's a, uh, a segment of the pipe community that I don't fall into. Um, so we, we put this out there and we got kind of accused of, uh, by some, some people absolutely loved it. And some people thought you're not making this for us. It seems like you're trying to make this for somebody else, which I always hate that argument for content and art in general. I, it, it happens far too often, especially today, but like this, I, this notion of like, this should be just for me and not for anybody else. Like, no, it's, you can like some things and some things not like, and other people mm -hmm. can like other things and not like it. Like nobody's going to like everything. Nobody's going to be all things dumb. Anyway. So we get the, uh, we, we put it out there and we get that feedback. And uh, one person I remember kind of 
made mention of the fact that we were kind of creating this, but nobody, you know, the reason why it became so popular, because it did, we released it, and it was one of our most popular episodes in years, like by a long shot. And, uh, and so the, the naysayers kind of responded to us acknowledging that by saying like, well, yeah, that's because people were coming for the Star Wars, not the pipe tobacco. And we're like, well, yeah, but think about that. Like, typically people who made this choice, they might not be like, you know, deep pipe community folks. They may be interested in pipe tobacco. They may even smoke a pipe or find just the, the imagery of it interesting, but they're not deep into our community. And we just gave them a window into our community that mm -hmm. potentially just brought them into the pipe community in a big way. Like, that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, a, yeah. there's a way that you can do that. So I, getting back to the whole like clickbaity nature, there, there's, there is something to be said by a tackling a topic that seems kind of out of place, but being able to weave it in in the way that you do things without it becoming clickbait. So I will tell you two things. One, not everything that not everything that is done that you're going to do on a podcast, everybody's going to like and you're going to get some uh, backlash from it. Not you, Brian. I know that's never happened to you. Mm, yeah, that's never happened to me four times or five <laughs> times. Um, so that's going, you know, so you're, you're going to make some choices that are not popular with some of the more vocal people. Uh, but at the same time, you've got to make the show for yourself, because if you're not interested in what you're podcasting or talking about, you're going to sound boring and your listeners are going to fall asleep. And some of them may be driving while they're doing that, and that's not a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, this is not good. Um, yeah. I remember <laughs> there's a podcast I listen to from time to time that's like a meditation podcast, uh, and that does actually put me to sleep, but that's <laughs> on purpose, and that's on me for driving at that, but that's not the point you were getting at. Yes, yeah, could, please continue. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing that I will say is that, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings movies, everybody went there to see the hobbits and dragons and wizards and all that stuff, fighting and stuff, but a lot of people came to pipe smoking because of the pipe smoking that was in it. And if I could get Sean Astin on my show, I would jump all over it just to talk. hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, so that's that's that. Just, you know, understand that not everything you're going to do is going to be popular with everybody and don't cater to what you think is, you know, <laughs> you got to find out what the vocal minority is and not, you know, listen to them, but don't cater to them. Yeah. You know, it, you know, you mentioned Sean. We tried like crazy to get Weta or someone from Weta on the on the show to talk about the pipe design, but they yeah. actually outsourced the creation of the pipes for Lord of the Rings. So Weta didn't do them themselves, uh, but we could never we, they, they didn't have the information on who they outsourced it to. Or at least, you know, they weren't going to do all the work to figure out who it was because yeah. it was using <laughs> fast. But anyway, um, yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. So, so there that, you go. So podcasting, uh, just don't do it or do. Yeah. And if you, but if you do, just do it right. You know, I, mm, there is no try or try not. Only do. Mm. A, yeah, that, Something. but with a better, with a better. Uh, yeah, better Yoda. Sorry, I'm, better Yoda. that's the best I can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, this is, I'll just put this one last caveat on it. Because, you know, I've, I've joked to saying I want to create a podcast called Stop Making Podcasts <laughs> with the, with, which, which would be the public title, but the actual title would be, you know, Stop Making Bad Podcasts. So don't make something that's not worth listening to. Make something that's good. Make something that's positive. Make something that's quality. Make something that adds value to your audience. Um, I think that's, put that as kind of your driving factor and use all those other tools that I've mentioned. And, uh, and I think it should be great. Um, yeah, and the only the only other little tidbit that I'll add in there from a performance standpoint is 
do your first show two or three times until you get comfortable with the performance of it and throw away That's the good, first yeah. two or three or, you know, and, and use the fourth version of it just so that you get comfortable with the performance. Cause you've got to get, especially at home, if you're doing it yourself and you're doing the editing yourself and you don't have a mic in the background, who's a wonderful guy that makes everything sound a whole lot better and you've got to do it. You got to get used to editing yourself. Yeah, no, Mike is great. We've got a, uh, Pottery has a great team of, uh, editors. Um, and, uh, they are all, they are all, uh, rock stars and, uh, rock stars behind the scenes. That's a, that's, you know, that in and of itself is a, is a huge, uh, advantage in podcasting right now. If you've got folks, if you've got folks who are rock stars that are willing to be rock stars behind the scenes, um, that's going to make your, your show even better. You know, I should also mention that Pottery as a whole, man, we have great rock stars, we don't typically uh, work with individuals or anything like that, but if you are kind of the marketing director for your organization or if you, um, uh, you know, have a uh, for-profit company, non-profit company, whatever it may be, and y'all are looking to kind of get into podcasting, I would love for you to uh, hire us to either talk you out of it or make sure that you're doing it the right way. Um, I'm more than happy to do both. So uh, yeah, podastery.com, uh, go there, P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y, and uh, hit the contact and uh, yeah, love to get in touch with you. And that's another tip for podcasting. If you if you mention a URL, spell it out so that people can hear it again and it gets reinforced in there and not everything yeah. is spelled the way it sounds. So Bo York, podcast master, guru, my uh, my uh, my Yoda. Thanks. For, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for doing this. More like baby Yoda. But hey, man, I'm happy <laughs> to be here. And uh, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. And thanks again to uh, SmokingPipes.com, Savinelli, Cornell, and Deal. And a big thank you to Missouri Mearsham. And that's just been some food for thought.